opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. This is Financial Sense, a call presented by Penny Forward every third Thursday of the month, uh, where we talk about uh, personal finance issues, mostly from a younger uh, perspective person's perspective. So we don't tend to talk about things like retirement so much uh, as we talk about things like uh, saving and investing and budgeting and and uh, stuff that, uh, you know, will get you ready for retirement, but maybe isn't uh, the, 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 the retirement isn't the for, foremost thing on your mind. Um, I am at the AER uh, which stands for the Association of Education and Rehabilitation of the Blind and Visually Impaired. Uh, their AER International Conference is going on in St. Louis this week, and I am there. Wow. Um, and uh, whoever just said, wow, if you would go ahead and uh, mute, please, because we're not taking uh, participants right now. I would appreciate it. Um, with me is Liz Botner uh, in the sense that she's actually physically present here right now. And Liz, I think I heard you leave the room, but- I, I did, I'm in the hallway, so we don't have- we maybe, we, we, we maybe don't need you to do that now. Oh um, yeah, I guess not. Because-, uh, because <laughs> Yeah. So, so Liz is here with me, with me uh, as is Eric Yarberry, um, although he's not, uh, not, not in the room right now for the call. Uh, they are both board members of Penny Forward, and uh, they're attending the conference at the same time that I am. So Liz may chime in. I hope she does. And uh, we'll try and get things started now. Um, Penny Forward is a community of blind people building bright futures one penny at a time. And if you haven't heard of us before, I encourage you to check out our website at pennyforward.com where we offer the Penny Forward podcast for free, as well as online courses, uh, members only group chats and uh, other membership benefits for just $9 a month or $99 a year. Again, our website is pennyforward.com. And uh, uh, you're, you also, if you ever need to get in touch with us, you can contact us through the website. So uh, I'll repeat it probably more than I need to throughout the call tonight. Um, tonight, we are going to be talking about uh, what to do if you have overspent at convention last month we talked about how to keep your budget under control during convention, and uh, and yet conventions are a chaotic time where there's a lot of stuff and there's a, a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of opportunities to buy things. There are good deals, and uh, you know you might you might make an impulse purchase. Um, you might uh, uh, just have something come up that you need something during convention that you weren't expecting to need, et cetera. And so, you know, you may find yourself at the end of the week saying, you know, I really tried to keep my budget under control and, and something happened. And that's really the point of tonight's call. And if we have time, we will also be uh, just, uh, you know, chit-chatting about uh, your favorite moments from this year's or any past conventions. And also uh, I'd, I'd love to hear 
uh, your thoughts about what um, uh, you know what you might be looking forward to in future conventions. And um, Mo, since my speech is off, I will probably need time checks at about uh, half an hour in and uh, maybe about 10 minutes before the end of the call. Um, so um, what do you do if you find yourself in this position of having overspent at convention? Well, the answer is going to vary depending on how much you've overspent. Let's just say that you overspent a little bit. Maybe you're just kind of short on cash for a little while. You might be able to live with that by just trimming out uh, some other things that, you know, maybe, um, maybe cutting back on some other things for the rest of the month or the rest of the couple of weeks until you get paid next. And that might be okay. Uh, but what happens if you've spent more than that and you just can't get by? Well, there's a number of different ways that we can approach that and uh, depending on, on how drastic they are. Um, if you put something on a credit card, you may be okay at least for the next couple of weeks or a month um, until your statement comes out. But when your statement comes out, um, in an ideal world, you ought to be prepared to pay your statement balance in full. And if you can't pay your statement balance in full, then your credit card company will be begin charging you interest on your balance. And so then your monthly payments, they'll start out low, but they will gradually rise over time. And, and uh, this is how people get into trouble with credit cards. If you can't pay your statement balance off in full, then please, please, please do your best not to pay just the minimum balance. You are allowed to, and I would encourage you to pay extra towards your credit card whenever you can. And uh, like I said, in an ideal world, you would just pay the whole thing off every month. We can't always do that, but we can make larger payments a lot of the time, and that will save you money on interest and help you to pay off your card sooner. Um, so definitely do that. Another reason that that is important is that that will make your credit score go up. There's a few different reasons why it makes your credit score up, go up. Assuming that you're making your payments on time, on-time payments are the number one most important component of your credit score. So always, always, always make your payments on time. Unless you, uh, I mean, I'm just gonna leave it there. Always, always, always like do your best to make your payments on time because it will hurt you badly if you start to miss a payment or make payments late. Um, the second most important component of your credit score is something called credit utilization ratio. And this is really just a number that is the, um, the difference between the amount of credit you're using, in other words, the amount that you owe, and the amount of credit that you are allowed to use or, or your credit limit. So if you have a credit limit of $1,000 and you have only, uh, and you only owe $300, your credit score is going to be higher than it would be if you had a credit limit of $1,000 and you also owed $1,000. So 
if you find that yourself in that situation where you've spent a lot of money and your um and your credit balance or the amount that you owe is getting close to uh, your credit limit or the amount that you're allowed to borrow, then it's definitely a good idea to make extra payments because that will make your credit score go up. That that you know that situation of having a high credit utilization ratio is going to make your credit score go down. Um, so that's why that's why we want to uh, have you make payments on time and make extra payments when you can. Where's the money for that going to come from? It's a good question. Um, you know, you may you may be able to get by with uh, just the money that you get paid over the next month through the next few months. You'll have to make that decision yourself based on your budget. And, and I always advise people to try and keep their expenses low wherever they can so that if you find yourself in, in this situation where um, you've borrowed a little bit too much money, you have a little bit of extra in your budget to make extra payments so you can dig out of that as, as, as quickly as you, as you can. But maybe the thing you bought was bought to replace something you no longer need. For example, maybe you bought the second generation Victor Reader Stream and you had a first generation Victor Reader Stream that you're not gonna use anymore. Someone will probably want that. So you can find a, a number of different ways to sell those things. Um, if it's a blindness specific related product, there are um, things like blind bargains, classified ads, uh, where you can list that product for sale or a number of different mailing lists that allow you to do this. And uh, you can make arrangements with uh, somebody to uh, sell them your product and, and maybe ship it to them, or maybe uh, uh, maybe they'll even pick it up if they're local. Um, things like your ACB chapter meetings or uh, NFB chapter meetings um, are a good place to do this. Uh, those are going to be people that you know and maybe have uh, you know trust a little bit more. You're going; it's going to be easier to get paid. Uh, because those people maybe will be able to give you cash or will um, be able to arrange for something like a Venmo transaction right away. And, you know, you might be able to be in the same room with them. So you can just hand them the, the Victor stream or whatever it is um, uh, once they've paid you. And uh, incidentally, you know, just to protect yourself, don't give somebody uh, something that you're selling to them until you actually know that you've gotten paid. That may seem obvious, but I think it bears repeating. They don't get the product or they don't get the thing you're selling until you know that you are getting paid. Um, really doesn't, doesn't matter how well you trust them. It's just a good practice. And uh, the most trustworthy people are even, even going to expect that, that you're just going to hold off on giving them the thing until they are able to pay you for it. Um, for non-blindness specific products, because maybe you have bought something like a blind shell to replace an iPhone. Uh, well, there's a number of different places that you can get money for a used iPhone. Um, Gazelle uh, used to buy your iPhones and, and 
and pay you some money. And then they said they were going to stop doing that. But I think they decided uh, to stop stopping doing that. So I believe that Gazelle is still an option. Uh, you can also get money from your iPhone by selling it on eBay or Facebook Marketplace. Uh, blind people have reported that selling on eBay and Facebook Marketplace is uh, generally accessible. However, uh, buyers tend to expect that you are going to put pictures up of the things that you're selling. And um, that may be a, uh, a thing that's difficult for you to do if you don't have enough vision to be able to take a picture confidently yourself. But you can use something like Ira or Be My Eyes to help you take a, a decent picture of the item that you're selling, or uh, perhaps a friend or family member will be able to help you as well. Um, so once you have a picture in hand, um, the process for selling either on eBay or on Facebook Marketplace is uh, generally pretty accessible. Uh, and I have more experience with eBay than with Facebook Marketplace, but uh, they will even help you to decide what price to sell your item for. Um, used to be that uh, you know pretty much everything on eBay was put up for auction. Um, in recent years, uh, most things have a buy it now price and uh, people can still bid lower and you can choose to accept their bid or put a reserve on the auction if, if, uh, if you want. But uh, you know most, most items have a, a buy it now price where if somebody just decides that, that they want it and they're willing to pay whatever the buy it now price is, they can just, uh, they can just choose to do that and pay you right then and there. And eBay has uh, some really good tools to help you search listings that are similar to uh, to what you're selling to help you to figure out what uh, that buy it now price should be. Um, so don't be afraid of that because uh, you know it's really pretty easy. I've I've done it a number of times myself, and while it may be a little bit difficult to, um, to learn the first couple of times, once you've once you've done it once or twice and you've gotten paid for it, uh, you know you'll you want to keep doing it again because uh, it's nice to it's nice to be able to have extra money to have the things that you want or have the things that you need um, or to be able to uh, pay off the the things that you maybe just overspent on. Um, so eBay, Facebook Marketplace, definitely good options. Let's talk about Craigslist for a second because Craigslist is also a place where you can sell stuff. Um, and uh, uh, it's not one that I necessarily recommend as, as well, only because um, it, isn't, it isn't as full featured as far as helping you to figure out what the prices are. Um, and and yet some people you know find it useful, um, so you know you could you could look at it, but uh, it isn't my my preferred option. And you may have other places that you can sell your items to. Uh, um, you can yourself put on a garage sale or a rummage sale or whatever you happen to call it. Different region regions have uh, uh, different terms for it. A yard sale. Uh, or a stoop sale if you live in in Brooklyn. Um, I don't live in Brooklyn and I never have, and I just hear that that's what they call it there. 
Um, so you can do that. Uh, sometimes uh, churches or uh, other organizations will have group sales where you know they they let you sell things um, along with other people who are also selling things and maybe uh, provide a certain amount of the proceeds as a fundraiser to their organization. Um, this may not be your most desired choice uh, if you are trying to maybe uh, recoup as much as you possibly can in order to pay off something you've just uh, you've just bought on that you maybe have overspent. Um, but uh, it still is an option and sometimes can be a, a good way to get your uh, your stuff in front of lots of people's eyes uh, so that they can find it and, and maybe buy it. Um, I tend to feel like personally though, uh, eBay uh, is probably one of your best choices for selling, followed kind of closely by Facebook Marketplace these days. Um, it's just, I've, I've found that those seem to be the places where you'll get the best prices. And uh, um, you know, if, if you can deal with things like shipping and stuff, then that, uh, um, that can, can be the best way to get your items sold quickly. What if you don't have anything to sell or you don't wanna sell anything? Well, then what do you know how to do that somebody else might be willing to pay for? Almost everybody has something. If you play music and you play it well, somebody will pay you to play it. Maybe on their radio show, maybe on their podcast, Maybe uh, maybe you can play music for your church or for your school. Um, sometimes those those kinds of things can bring in extra cash. So if you if you aren't doing that now, it may be worth investigating that if you are uh, a musician. Um, I I know of at least one person that I've worked with in in the past that was paid two hundred dollars uh, every Sunday that he played uh, music at his church. Um, so, you know, that could be $800 a month that you could get just off of uh, playing music at your church and, and uh, um, can be a really enjoyable way to make money if you uh, enjoy playing music. But even if you aren't a musician, uh, maybe you, you know how to do something that somebody else will pay for. Maybe you're good at cleaning. Maybe you're good at cooking. Um, maybe you are really good at childcare and, uh, uh, you know, people that will trust you to take care of their kids. Um, these are all things that, uh, you could potentially use to bring in extra money to pay off those, those debts. And maybe you have decided that, um, that the thing that you chose to buy isn't really something that you really wanted. So returning it is always an option. And sometimes that may seem scary. You may feel you may feel funny about asking to return something. Uh, you may feel a little bit embarrassed. You may be able to uh, feel a little bit anxious about calling uh, and talking to someone on the phone to make that happen. But returning something uh, can very well be worth it, even if you are asked to pay some sort of a restocking fee or something. Most companies will allow you to return a project a product 
that you just bought from them if it's in uh, like new conditions. So, um, you know, based uh, just based on that, don't hang on to something that you um, that you didn't really want in the first place. And you know that happens. I think we all have uh, had cases where we bought something only to realize we didn't want it as much as we thought, or it didn't do quite what we thought it was going to do. Along similar lines, sell the thing you just bought. Um, if you just bought it, you may be able to get almost as much as you paid for it. Um, most people are going to expect that uh, they're going to get a deal on buying something used. So you may not be able to recoup your entire cost by selling it on something like eBay or Facebook Marketplace. However, if you just got a deal on it, like a discount at a convention or something, maybe that's okay because maybe you'll be able to get uh, the, the discounted price for it still. Or maybe you have a friend or a family member or somebody that you uh, you know for, from some other place that really, really wants that thing and is going to be willing to, uh, to buy it from you. And uh, so you can always try and negotiate to get as much of your money back as possible by doing it's that. It's the top of the hour. Sorry. Thank you, Mo. <laughs> nope, I very much appreciate it. Um, so those are my ideas for overspending. And now that it is the top of the hour, I would like to invite you that are participating in the call to raise your hand and uh, share your ideas. And Mo, why don't you explain to them how they can raise their hands? We are not hearing anything. I'm sorry, I had a dog jumping at the door. <laughs> um, we did play the new Zoom instructions uh, when you did not have audio. So, and we do have Tyler or Taylor um, with their hand raised. So you may go ahead. All right, so hello y'all. Um, so basically, yeah, I really like this uh, topic, Chris. I mean, I did not overspend at convention, but it's always good to know what to do if that were the case, but what I would say in terms of making money and all that kind of stuff is always do something on the side if you can. Um, I know that Chris, you know, we've worked together and done like websites and stuff, right? I did your website. Now I've kind of uh, ventured into the financial world. So I'm actually uh, QuickBooks certified and I can do bookkeeping. So I could just do that on the side and make extra money. And I can also do training as well. But yeah, that's kind of another idea, you know, use your skills and try to find something you can do online to make extra money. Well, thanks, Taylor. It's it's nice to hear from you. Uh, and uh, yeah, definitely. There's always going to be no matter no matter what your skills are. There's always going to be something that you know how to do that is going to be worth it to somebody else to pay for. So uh, you just need to take a little bit of extra time to find what that is, and. Uh, and then find the right people that are going to pay for that thing. They're out there, and it's worth it to uh, it's worth it to to uh, go and find them. So again, Taylor, uh, welcome, and thank you for um, thank you for throwing that out. Does anyone else have their hand raised? We have no hands raised. All right. Again, we're talking about uh, 
what we do if by some chance you may have overspent at convention and now you're trying to figure out what to do next. Uh, and we're looking for your ideas about how to maybe cope with that. And uh, if there are still no hands raised. We uh, have Charlene that has raised her hand. Wonderful. Hello, <laughs> Charlene. Welcome. Look at your food budget and cut back, in other words, and your and your food uh, budget. And, you know, we go to Donald's or Starbucks as often and save the money for that. A little bit here and a little bit there adds up. Also, look at eating and sometimes you can cut back at, at the um, price of the meals that you're picking to eat and uh, look at cutting back on, on those things. Try to make uh, a, economic changes. Yep, th those are uh, great suggestions. Thanks, Charlene. I appreciate it. Let's open it up a little wider now and, and uh, we can still take suggestions uh, from the audience on uh, what you would do if you uh, felt like you overspent and, and now regret um, some of your spending, uh, your convention spending. Uh, by the way, if you're hearing a little bit of extra noise, uh, Eric has joined us. Um, How are y'all? <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Eric Yarberry, the uh, treasurer of Penny Forward, uh, <laughs> and his dog, Hank the Tank. <laughs> I'm uh, not being professional right now. Uh, yeah, we're doing our AC monthly <laughs> ACB community call right now. Yeah. Right? And, uh, so, um, so uh, yeah, uh, convention is a fun time, and uh, I thought it might be fun for us to use some of our extra time to talk about fun things that we've done at convention or fun things that we've bought at convention. And also maybe what we might be looking forward to from future conventions. So uh, go ahead and raise your hand if you want to chip in on that topic. And uh, Mo, do we have anyone? No, I gotta go back and see. Don't okay. me um, when y'all are heading back down. All right. All right, Eric is heading back out. And uh, <laughs> <Four. it's>, uh, <laughs> yeah. This is a uh, this is a uh, uh, convention chaos here. Uh, <laughs> I know. Um, trying to avoid the slam door, but um, yeah, thank yeah, you, Liz. I try. And Liz, do you have any ideas? Uh, you know, since you're sitting here uh, so quietly um, listening to us do this. Ideas for. Oh, you know what which to, topic? You know, any any or all. Yeah. Um, in terms of selling thing, are you able to hear me? Okay. Yes, I can hear you just fine. <laughs> oh, them. Yeah, um, I'll just go with it. Um, in terms of selling things, another thing that might be helpful is that sometimes in your local community, there may be avenues, whether that's a local app, if you're savvy enough with a smartphone or a tablet or a computer or a website interface that you can list your item on there, whether it's blindness related or not, um, you know, and, and certain... Um, and heck, even the local newspaper, maybe if they still do that with ads, I don't know. Um, I've had luck with just um, posting things in my local community's avenue for getting information. I've also bought things by looking at the local community ads. Um, so Now, I did want to mention something because I don't believe you charged for this, but uh, um, you have skills that can sometimes be in demand and and you had 
somebody uh, looking for those skills that was just in your apartment building when you moved in, right? Yes, actually through that, my apartment complex has a very, really nice, accessible as well, I might add, for the most part, um, app that I can, that people can post as a, it's an electronic bulletin board part of it. And this gentleman posted that he really wanted some help with his phone and I connected with him and I helped him not only just navigate his phone as someone who is blind, he himself is blind as well. I um, help him when he wants me to just help him get things done, but I also help him learn, uh, teach him things and how to use it himself so that when I'm not there, he can go through his emails and answer his phone calls and things like that. Um, yeah, so it, isn't that cool how, you, you know, just maybe somebody that lives around you might need help and it's okay to volunteer your help, but it's also okay to say, you know, I, I want to charge 10 bucks or 15 bucks an hour or something to, to give you that help. Uh, you should know that you're worth it. And uh, while sometimes um, it can be difficult to know what to charge, uh, it is okay to ask. And another thing too, I was thinking about it as we were talking just now, I actually did uh, sell a packmate that I had and no longer needed. Um, and I, actually, I ended up selling it overseas, which was interesting. I'd never done that before. Uh, but I did it over an email list, uh, which they do have email lists out there. I don't remember any off the top of my head, nor do I remember which one I used at the time. But I connected with a woman in Denmark who was more than happy to have my packmate and was willing to pay me what I was asking for it. And I was, she was very grateful to get it. And I was very grateful to provide someone else with the access that I knew the packmate could give, but I no longer needed because I forget what I had at the time. But um, actually, I think maybe it was a brownload apex. I potentially am dating myself. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, email lists are another way to uh, appropriately on the e on the email list that you're allowed to do such things, you can post your your ads and asks of you know buying or selling things. I'd love to buy a classic Braille and speak if it's in working condition. That would be super fun. <laughs> or the the Frank Franklin uh, language master. I have one that is in <laughs> that is in working condition that I'm not willing to sell. No, no, I I don't imagine you are. No. Um, and and uh, isn't it fun to talk about? Uh, I know that we could do well. It's not very financially related. I I know that it's fun to talk about uh, classic blindness tech. Um, I know that because we've had these conversations multiple times in various places. Uh, anyway, so if, if you're uh, hesitant to raise your hand, I would encourage you to do it. Um, we're talking about uh, you know what you might do if you feel like you maybe spent more than you had planned to at convention and now you want to find a way out of that. Uh, and or if you had a fun convention story that you'd like to share with us. Yes. Yes, that too. Um, we have, uh, <clears throat> I mean, we're, we're kind of at a convention. It's, it's a, you know, more of a professional conference than a, a blindness convention. There's a lot of blind people around here uh, this, this week while we're, in attendance, and uh, uh, we've had um, a few kind of uh, humorous things happen. Um, this afternoon, 
we were trying to get back to our room and uh, we found a different elevator than the one we normally uh, take. And um, while it had a number four button on the panel, it refused to go to floor number four. And uh, so the- you know, Then we found a second elevator a second bed, elevator the, the exact bed. same it thing. Was, uh, yes, the third time did end up being the charm. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so we, our our fun convention story, I guess, is is just wandering around uh, trying to find things. And... But the fantastic thing about that was that people just saw us and were more just general public saw us and were more than willing to help us. And even when we said that we were fine and we had managed the front desk and we were able to help, you know, we could get help from the front desk. They were even more than they reiterated that they were more than willing to still help us if that's what we needed. So. Yeah. There is help out there. There, it may be hard to find, but it does exist. It does exist, and and in fact, yesterday we had uh, uh, we had uh, met up with some some people that helped uh, us kind of sort of get oriented to the place, and uh, we you know had a, enough fun with them, or they had enough fun with us that we ended up uh, uh, going to lunch together. So that was pretty cool, and. Uh, you know, we made some new friends that way. So that was a, another fun convention moment. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you when it comes to convention overspending. The first time that I went to an ACB convention years ago, um, I kind of had uh, a little extra money from, um, you know, from something unexpected that happened. So I had it kind of burn in a hole in my pocket. And, and I... I did overspend at convention. I spent a lot of time in the exhibit hall and I wanted everything and I could afford it. But when I got home, then I kind of realized that, you know, yeah, I, I was able to pay for all of this stuff, but it's not quite as neat as I thought it was when I looked at it in the exhibit hall. So uh, I did end up selling a bunch of stuff on eBay or to uh, other, um, you know, friends of uh, blind friends that, um that uh wanted it more than i did and and uh so it, it can work uh but i'm also personal proof that it is entirely possible to overspend at convention and that doesn't always mean that you got into credit card debt either it can just mean that you just uh you know have have buyer's remorse any hands raised Or dogs jumping. No, we do not. I'm yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right. Um if it wasn't like a hundred degrees out, I would have made her stay out there, but it's a little hot for the dogs. Yeah, it's it's probably close to a hundred degrees here too, and the relative humidity is about 150%. Yeah, That's fair. Yeah, it's uh it's warm and moist and and uh not pleasant so that's yeah i would call it unpleasant yeah um <clears throat> so not uh with 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 no hands raised um could i get a, a quick time check from you mo we are at 15 minutes till 15 minutes till okay well that's pretty good um so next month uh, I think we're going to talk about uh, back to school or going off to college and uh, how to how to do that on a budget and uh, what kinds of things maybe are on sale, even if you're not going 
back to school or going off to school, uh, there are things that go on sale at this time of year that um, you know maybe you want or maybe you need. So we'll be talking about that next month um, on the Financial Sense call. And uh, I also plan to do an experiment next month. Um, we'll see how it goes, uh, but I hope to live stream uh, the Financial Sense call on the Penny Forward Facebook page. That will not allow you to interact via Facebook. We, you know, we'll still want you to, to join the Zoom call in order to interact because it's just not terribly interesting or practical for, for me to read messages off of multiple chats or off, off of uh, Facebook comments and try and tackle them uh, without some help to, uh, to kind of field those things. But, uh, you know, we'd like to, uh, we'd like to try and grow these calls a little bit and uh, it's great to have them on ACB media. Uh, we're going to try and live stream them on, on Facebook as well for people that might want to uh, catch them there. Another thing that I wanted to let you know about, cause this is brand new is uh, that we now have a, uh, a mailing list that you can sign up for to receive reminders um, of the Financial Sense calls. Now, if you're signed up to the ACB community events list already, uh, you maybe don't need this, but there are a lot of calls that come out in the daily schedule. And if you're like me, it can be daunting to filter through those and, um, and and find the ones you want. And perhaps maybe you forgot that it was the third Thursday. And so you got that community list, uh, that community email in your inbox and, and uh, um, never opened it because you didn't realize that the financial sense call was happening that day. And, and, uh, and, and then you, you found out later and, and missed it. So uh, now, whether you are subscribed to the ACB uh, community events list or not, you can go to pennyforward.com and uh, you can sign up for the uh, financial sense, um, excuse me, the financial sense uh, uh, email reminder. And uh, you'll just get an email in... Uh, uh, in your inbox uh, one day a week uh, or one day a month rather um, that will let you know that the call is happening um, and uh, just give you the zoom link for that call and there's nothing else that will be contained in that email just that and and we will not contact you with any other things besides that email reminder unless you specifically ask us to nor will we sell your information Absolutely not. We will not sell your information. So uh, if, if you enjoy these calls and you just want to make sure that you uh, are alerted to them every week, um, that is another way to, uh, to get a hold of the link um, and uh, um, make sure that you, you're able to make it here every week. Every month. Every. Why do I keep saying every week? Thank you. Because we have members only calls every week. That's true. And I guess, and, and I try not to get the two confused, but uh, speaking of that. But we did just have one of those last night and then we had this one. So. Yes. And we had a, a kind of similar topic yes. on the members only call <laughs> last night, uh, but a little bit different because we talked about the benefits of attending conferences and conventions and how that can help you to 
make and grow your money. Um, and it really comes down to uh, how you form relationships with other people. Uh, and those people may turn into your uh, future employers or future customers if you start a business. Um, future friends that you know may want to buy the stuff that you wanted to sell after convention. Um, so we, uh, we did talk about that. We also talk about uh, uh, more financial uh, financially related stuff on those members only group calls and they happen once a week. Um, to get access to those, you can join Penny Forward for just $9 a month or $99 a year. And uh, in addition to the members only group calls, you will receive access to our growing catalog of online courses. We're putting the finishing touches on one called Digging Out of Debt right now um, that uh, covers in much more detail some of the things that we covered uh, tonight and, and sort of gives you some more general options for, uh, for digging out of debt, whether it's convention related or not. Um, we also have a members only newsletter that we send out and uh, um, you get access um, to episodes um, of the Penny you. Forward podcast early. Thank you. Yes, you get access to the Penny Forward podcast early. Thank you. I'm very <laughs> tired this evening and not firing on all uh, on all uh, four or five cylinders. Um, it's good that I have Liz here to uh, uh, to back me up. Um, also, since we mentioned the Penny Forward podcast. Uh, we have been uh, airing repeats on the Penny Forward podcast for the last couple of months. Uh, Byron Lee. Weeks. 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 Actually, months. Well, okay. No, it's been about uh, it's been about two months, okay. uh, a month and a half. Um, we put them out every two weeks, though, so I could see, you know, how <laughs> time measurement is hard. Yes, uh, for both of us apparently. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, Byron Lee is the uh, editor of the Penny Forward podcast. A lot of you know Byron because he just won a uh, J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership uh, Fellowship Award at uh, this past ACB convention in, in 2022. Uh, his mom passed away at the end of May, and uh, because of that and work commitments he had, he wasn't able to, to edit any uh, podcast episodes. He's now uh, been able to start that up again. So our next uh, Penny Forward podcast episode will come out on Tuesday unless, and that will be July 26th, by the way, Tuesday, July 26th, unless you are a Penny Forward member, in which case you will be able to download it on Sunday, July 24th. And that episode will be an interview with Mike DeZino, who calls himself American America's Blind Tradesman. Um, he has worked in a lot of uh, different skilled trades over the over the course of his career. He's he's uh, now um, in his seventies, um, and he will talk about how he was able to do that successfully as a blind person uh, because. It's not always necessary to go to college to get a successful, uh, to, to have a successful career as a blind person. And uh, he was just really good at building stuff and fixing stuff. And so he was able to, to make a career out of that. 
Uh, it also turns out that he's uh, really pretty good at selling stuff. And so he will talk about what he thinks it it takes to sell yourself as a as a tradesperson or to uh, sell stuff uh, if you're uh, starting a business that uh, has to do with buying and selling. He is also, according to him, and I don't have confirmation of this, but I don't have any reason to believe that it's wrong either. He believes he is the uh, first blind person to attend public school in the United States. He had started attending public school as a blind person in 1954. Uh, and there were uh, no other blind people attending public school at the time. They really, really, really wanted him to go to a school for the blind and his mom wasn't having it. So uh, he's gonna talk about what that was like and uh, some of the challenges um, that he encountered while doing that, as well as um, you know, some of the successes he was able to have uh, while, while doing that and, and, you know, how those kind of gave him the motivation or the grit, if you will, to become a, uh, a tradesperson. Uh, Mike also has a, uh, a website and, and a radio show called I Love My Tools, where he talks about uh, tools and, and building things and fixing things. And it's, it's a pretty good show. I've listened to it a couple of times. So, uh, so that'll be coming up. And then two weeks after that, and this one where both of us are really, really excited about this because uh, it was a really good interview and covers a lot of really good stuff. We will be interviewing Katie Frederick, Richard Ruda, and Leslie Weilbacher from the APH Connect Center, um, talking about uh, all of the different uh, programs. I'm not even going to claim that because we can't talk about, we could not in one podcast episode, talk about all of the different programs that the Connect Center offers. But we try and hit the high points. We talk about vision of where and uh, career connect and family connect. And uh, just kind of in general about uh, some of the things that APH does to uh, to help the blind community. So uh, it was a really good interview. We really enjoyed it. And uh, um, we're really excited for you to, to hear it. Uh, so that is the Penny Forward podcast. Again, you can find that on pennyforward.com slash podcast. Just to make it easy, or clicking the podcast link anywhere on pennyforward.com. Um, we have about three minutes left. And Charlene said that she had a friend that did go to public school in the early 50s, but she doesn't know the exact date. Oh, well, that would be interesting, uh, uh, Charlene, if that person is still around and you are still in, in touch with them, I would uh, be. Um, I can uh, I can find out from her when she did. Um, yeah. Awesome. But it, was in, it was in Salt Lake City, Utah. OK. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, that would be great. Um, you know, certainly, uh, like I said, I, I, I didn't have any reason to believe that he was wrong, but I also don't know that he's right either. And uh, um, Certainly going to public school in the 1950s as a, a blind child is a, a pretty rare thing and, and uh, not at all like, like it is today. Uh, no, no lights, no phones, no motor cars, not a single luxury. Fortunately, um, her, her parents, her mother, um, her parents helped fight to keep get her in the school. Awesome. Good. Awesome. Very good. Which, which was unique. Yeah. 
I, I just, just wanted to make one slight correction. I believe Richard's last name is pronounced Ruida. Um, so. I, you know, I've heard him pronounce it, Sorry. and I and I, you you could be right. I don't know. Apologies if we're mispronouncing yeah. names. Um, yeah, Richard, uh, if you happen to be listening to this, <laughs> um, but uh, um, yeah, I, I <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, Le Leslie is Wildbacher, though, right? Yes. Okay. And Katie is Frederick. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, not not Friedrich. Or... No. All right, just checking. Um, Sorry. Yeah, so, uh, you know, and while we're on the subject of Penny Forward podcast guests, I just want to say that if you ever have any guest ideas, uh, like Charlene just kind of threw one out there, we'd love to hear from you because uh, there's all kinds of interesting blind people out there doing interesting things or that have, have int interesting things to teach. And um, well, we don't want to be doing exactly the same thing as, say, Eyes on Success or the Blind and Beyond show or, you know, um, some of the other uh, blindness podcasts that, um, uh, that that sort of cover some of the same subject matter that we do. Um, you know, it's good to know those people. And, and uh, even if you've heard them on something else. Uh, we might be able to to find a different angle to cover with them uh, on our show. So we'd love to love, love it if you would connect us with them. Um, and you can do that through the contact us link on pennyforward.com. I think we might be close to wrapping it up. Am I correct about that? I believe so. All right. Well, hey, I want to thank uh, everybody for being here tonight. Uh, thank you for... Um, thank you for being patient with the technical difficulties i apologize uh, about that and and uh, i will be back in the studio uh next week with uh familiar equipment next month yes i mean yet anyway <laughs> yes next month thank you um oh time measurement <laughs> uh, i'm smacking my head right now by the way so uh we should be over that uh, so we look forward to hearing uh, and talking with you again next month. Thank you, Herbie, for streaming. Thank you, Mo, for hosting. Thank you, everyone, for attending. And we'll see you next month.